0: The Get Cool Podcast.
1: this moment.
0: The irony is we created you.
1: And nature has been punishing us ever since.
0: This is our last stand. And if we lose,
1: It will be a planet
0: of apes.
1: Caesar, played by Andy Serkis, and his apes are forced into a deadly conflict with an army of humans led by a ruthless colony pl- a colony, a colonel played by Woody Harrelson. After the apes suffering unimaginable losses, Caesar wrestles with his darker instincts and begins his own mythic quest to avenge his kind. As the journey finally brings them face to face, Caesar and the colonel are pitted against each other in an epic battle that will determine the fate of both of their species and the future of the planet. Welcome to Legit Cool Podcast, the ultimate destination for movie enthusiasts and pop culture experts. We dive deep into the world of cinema and embark on an exciting journey through the latest blockbusters, hidden gems, and timeless classics. Today we are on episode 81, coming up to the third installment of the Apes series. used to be called the trilogy, but I guess it's just a series now, seeing as the fourth one is coming out. And today we are, review- we are reviewing and recapping War of the Planet of the Apes. It's, what is with these long titles? I, I still don't get these long titles. Like War of the Planet of the Apes, like it's too long.
0: It's very hard to save you know, notes on your computer, on your desktop, with <laughs> titles like that. But um, yeah, <laughs> War of the Planet of the Apes, 2017, only seems like yesterday.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. It seems like yesterday, but yeah, I I just don't get why these names are so long. Couldn't they just call it? Um, I don't know. What could you have called it? Just Planet of the Apes Part Four. I think is probably suffice. Look, I think but it's it a prequel, like, so you couldn't really call it Planet of the Apes.
0: Yeah, it gives a sense of like an an epic, like like a a story that just does you know is is continual in in perpetuity. So. It has a I suppose gravitas to it as well. Very dramatic.
1: Yeah, and it's just too long for my social media post too. <laughs> <laughs> takes up, Takes up too much um, of the you know 1080 by 1080 square that I have for Instagram. It takes up too much room. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, so this is the third of the. Um, used to formally known as the trilogy. We have episode 78, I believe, which is Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And then episode 79 was the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Mm -hmm. Um and now we're on to War of the Planet of the Apes. War of the Planet of the Apes. Directed by Matt Reeves, who directed the previous one, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um also the same writers as before, Mark Bomback, J- uh, Rick Jaffer, Amanda Silver, and a similar class to the previous film, except with the addition of Woody Harrelson, Steve Zahn, who plays the bad ape. That's pretty cool, by the way. I, I like Steve Zahn. I, I remember him from uh, super old comedy movies where he was, yes. he was always um, in Jack Black movies and stuff.
0: Yes, um, and he brought that element with him as well. I thought that was very clever.
1: I yeah, it's a bit it, of gravitas yes. for the film. Yeah, a little bit of levity, which is nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, donkey.
1: We have – what's that?
0: They called him Donkey. Oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. Yeah, Donkey.
1: <laughs> uh, we have a newcomer, I believe, which is a actor called Am- Amir? Amir Miller. Um, Ty Olson, I think, is also new to this cast. Michael Adam Waif. Um, we have a very, very small cameo, I guess, by um, Toby Kebble, who played Cobra, who died in the previous film. Spoiler: yes. previous film. Um, Gabriel Chavaria, um, and Judy Greer is back for this, and we have Sarah Canning, and there's a bunch of other actors as well. With, the, with a runtime of two hours and twenty-two minutes, this movie has a budget of 152 million, with a smaller box office intake compared to Dawn. Which only brought in four hundred and ninety point seven million. Are you surprised by that?
0: No, I'm not. Uh, given the finale, I think everybody wanted to come out to see uh, like the ending of the the trilogy, so I'm not surprised. Plus, it was just it was a no. This box office production. was
1: smaller than the previous one.
0: Um, yeah. Um, I was just trying to recall what was happening at the time. Um. And I think
1: maybe there were bigger films th- in two thousand and seventeen at the time, perhaps.
0: Well, yes, and this one was probably one of the the uh, first movies in a long time that was basically set in a concentration camp, and I think that kind of yeah might have put people off.
1: Definitely put the the Jews and the Germans
0: out. <laughs> uh, mm. well, <laughs> t- yes
1: awkward gulp <laughs> but this mo- this movie didn't like it it's it lost it lost like almost close to like 350 million compared to the mm. previous one it, it was that much less um mm. the, the previous one just had so much of success but I, I actually wonder if most of that box office from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was um because it had legs to the box office like i i doubt to think um, that they made a lot of that box office in the first few weeks of its opening. I reckon the word got out that this movie was so good and everybody should go see it, high recommendations. Um, I'd be interested to see what the stats were for that box office of Dawn. Whereas with this one, there's probably it's coming off of a high, right? A, such a great sequel that people were so eager to see the third installment for the same reason that you said, but also because... The previous one was so good and then it probably didn't last very long um with the first group of people that went and saw this film and probably mm. i'm mm. assuming didn't recommend it as much as dawn hence why you know that could be the, re- the reflection of the box office
0: i think when we start to discuss uh, some of the aspects of the movie i will probably work out why and i think uh public opinion might have uh, trickled out and People would have just sort of sat back and thought, "Well, let's wait till it comes out uh, on Netflix or on Netflix." Was it worth it?
1: Hmm. Hmm. That's the question. Was it worth it? Um, So this was released April (laughs) first. It's April Fool's Day, (laughs) (laughs) two thousand seventeen. Has Rotten Tomatoes Score pretty much similar of Dawn of the Planet? Yep. So this is also Mm -hmm. a bit of a surprise. Uh, The critics' rating was 94% and 84% from the audience. So pretty similar. So it is quite surprising that the box office has those types of numbers considering the scores that it has.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, The consensus here is that, quote... War of the Planet of the Apes combines breathtaking special effects, I agree with that, yes. and a powerful, poignant narrative to conclude this rebooted trilogy on a powerful and truly blockbuster note. I, I Yeah, I think I agree with that too.
0: Yes, and with the addition of a couple of new characters, I mean, there was Rocket, um, Luca, and you just mentioned... Um, oh, yeah, also there was Maurice that came back again, Gentle Giant. Um,
1: the gentle giant slash so mentor teacher elementary yes, teacher.
0: Yes, sometimes I kind of felt like the story wasn't sure how what it was trying to be it was a little bit comical, a little bit um, uh, not taking itself seriously. Uh, plot wise, I think Dawn was way better, way better. Mm-hmm. But this mm-hmm. one had more gravitas, and it was quite, uh, quite. Uh, deep and maybe a little bit too cerebral um, than oh, Dawn. Yeah. and I think maybe people would have liked to have seen because the title does allude to the fact that there's going to be a war and really <laughs> there wasn't. There just wasn't. There was yeah. more
1: war in Gone on the Planet of the Apes.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, apart from the ballistic ending and, and then it yeah. just sort of like yeah. lost itself. So anyway, yeah. let, let's... Keep the conversation. Okay, yeah,
1: I think this is. Yeah, I think this is probably a good point mm-hmm. um, that we should get into the review and the recap. And just, mm. just, just a quick note for those listeners: if you're a first time listener, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we do about fifteen to twenty minutes, maybe sometimes a little bit less, sometimes or oh, a lot of the time a little bit longer than that of recap. <laughs> oh, sorry, of review, and that's just our first impressions, what we thought of the film overall. Um, And then we get into the meat of the episode, which is the recap. And the recap is we walk through the story, we go through the entire plot, and we interject what we think about certain parts of the plot. That's the deep dive analysis, uh, critique, whatever you want to call it, but it's our our way of deep diving into film and find out whether it is how we initially thought or if we've changed our minds on it. So. Let's get into our first impressions. Um, you can start if you like. Yeah, thank um, you for having
0: inviting me back for the opinion as well, River. It's uh, very nice of you. Oh, no, it's always
1: good to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Always good. Come back for more.
0: <laughs> I'm glad that I block <laughs> out these nights because they they kind of go into a bit of an epic couple of hours. Actually, it's. Uh, they do. Gotta, they do. prepare for it. Go to the bathroom first, and then. Like. <laughs> <get my> this. <laughs> Oh, okay yeah. look um, the movie uh, the story let's it's a it's a mirror to our own selves okay and it, we, it's a comparison between us and the apes um, in fact when it comes to humanity it seems that the Apes um, show infinitely more mercy than what the humans actually do and in your trailer it just alluded to that as well when caesar says i showed you mercy um that underlies pretty much the the premise um now this is also a movie that there's not a lot of dialogue in this and most of the apes still sign as well um the 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 memorable sort of lines actually occur during that um conversation dump with woody harrelson which kind of there was a lot content just in that small time but apart from that Michael Giacchino's score is quite phenomenal in this and I think you'll agree with me with that the CGI and the VFX are just jaw-dropping like the apes have never been more expressive than in this movie Um, you know as I mentioned they still sign but Caesar's diction actually has even advanced um, from the previous movie as well. So I don't know if that was kind of like the evolutionary process of uh, his genes being altered or um, his intelligence sort of growing. But there's a comment actually made by um, the colonel saying, my God, look at your eyes. They're almost human. Um, So they're they're trying to frame subconsciously um, and, and that's how, exactly how I felt. I've, I felt the apes were actually just another part of humanity on this earth. Interesting. But um, Caesar was plagued by visions of his former friend um, throughout all of this, and he's, he's frequently in a despair or in a very depressed um, state. And he, he can't set those grievances behind because in every contemplation, he revisits that scenario and his losses.
1: Yeah, um, you made good points. Actually, some mm. points that I pr- probably wouldn't even think of myself uh, for my own review. But um, yeah, okay. is that but, what you have to say? <laughs> you
0: know, no, sorry, but I mean he has got like a conscience, and that's helped along by ooh, we were saying Maurice and Rocket, um, and also the, the innocence of the, um, the the little girl that that they come across later in the story.
1: Yeah, what did you like? Just real quick, real quick, what did you think about? the little girl being a part of the story as like a surrogate child or daughter.
0: I, I don't know. It's, it can't, I'm not sure that that innocence that she portrayed, I mean, she was, and she was quite unconditional. I thought, okay, they're trying to sort of like show she is now the future, like the, the cohabitation between, and she's the link. But at the end of the movie um, with her doll, it, it was a bit more nefarious, and that was just not explained, but we'll visit that later, okay?
1: Yeah. Um, I get the feeling that she is the one that is older in the fourth film that comes out in July.
0: Ah, oh, okay. Let's see. Wow. I think so, because
1: there's, there's a girl who's maybe like early 20s that's in the trailer for the fourth film, Uh, Which I haven't seen yet. The trailer came out today at the Super Bowl. Um, Uh, So I haven't seen it yet. So maybe we should check it out after this recording. (laughs)
0: Okay. It's interesting that we're looking at that because it it is still a story. As much as it is about men, it's also about apes. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Her name's, uh, yeah, that's uh, uh, Amiya, Amiya Miller. Amiya, yeah. Amiya Miller. And um, I wonder if. No, I don't see a credit for her being in the net, in the fourth one. So I guess not.
0: No, but she did remind me of another character from another movie, and I just can't place it. Twilight, um, no, <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: the vampire, like the, <laughs> the evil, the evil girl oh, vampire no, from no, the book. No, one.
0: <laughs> no, she had a lot to say. <laughs> she kind of does look like the Dakota. Yeah. Sailing, uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Totally yeah. agree. She kind of. <laughs>
1: um okay is it my turn you you're done with your review absolutely
0: sorry go ahead okay
1: well um i didn't enjoy this as much as dawn Mm -hmm. i think i like it a lot more than the first one but um the first one had like a lot of structural issues i had a lot of writing issues um pacing um you know some weird time jumps um and lots of Mm -hmm. gaps in the whole story so it's probably not the best comparison um, between the two. So I, I sort of immediately think that this one is much better because it does all those things that the first one doesn't doesn't do very well at um, yes. better. But, but we're just talking about film standards here really and we're not necessarily talking about um, whether there's good credit to be given to the storytelling and the way the characters are portrayed, um, which is what makes a film stand out by everything else, right? Yeah. Um, I want to start off the positives. So, positives is Michael Giacchino, like you said, Michael Giacchino, yeah. amazing, awesome, awesome yeah. score, and I and I th- I think he elevated his his um quality a little bit more for this, and I think he's he's added a few more interesting motifs that make it unique to this film, and yes. you don't quite hear it in other films too. So, I think he's really stepped up his game with this one. Um, uh, I. I'm not sure if I like Woody Harrelson as a character. Well, I mean, sorry, the Colonel. I don't know if I. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I buy it. I think the reason why I don't buy it is because I. I'm not con. I'm not convinced on his motivation. You know, like as a mm-hmm. as a as an antagonist. I I'm I I struggle to identify what his what his motivation is. I get like, it's the same kind of, um, motivation that the previous characters had in, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Ace, which is them trying to obviously create a future and a sustainability for human beings. But, <clears throat> um, I just think his character tried to overact to compensate mm-hmm. for a lack of motivation and a vision for what he really wanted. Um, yeah. I agree and with like you. I think, I you think know, something is there. but his... It's just kind of vague.
0: Right. They but they didn't even give his character a name.
1: They yeah, just they just decided Colonel. to call him Colonel. And like I don't mind that, but the, the difficult the challenge that you present yourself as a filmmaker uh. is that then you then you then need to create um, very deep layers and show that the character has a sense of purpose. So then that can be the focus, and less about this ominous and obscure mystery of a character that still remains as a mystery by the end of the film. So, right, okay, yeah, that yes, I
0: totally point. agree with you. Um, I I like Woody Harrelson as a, an actor. This didn't fit. Yeah, I agree.
1: I'm the same. I'm the same.
0: And they tried to. It didn't occur to me when I fir- first actually saw the movie, but when I saw. Um, uh, some of the graffiti on, on his wall, um, alluding to yep. apoc- ap- Apocalypse Now, and then I thought mm-hmm. that's exactly what they tried to the, model him after, the Marlon Brando. And there are a couple of scenes, yeah. um, apart from the uh, the fight of the Valkyries, um, orchestral theme in the background that was borrowed mm-hmm. direct from the movie. But the moment um, Marlon Brando is uh, shaving his head, if you have you ever seen uh apocalypse now back then it was an epic i have yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. a long time
1: ago though i don't have and, a very good memory of it
0: <laughs> no no i understand yeah the the right of the valkyries um uh was the actual um uh score that they duplicated right. but also his head shaving and um the way his looks behavior it was co- almost kind of identical but for a movie that like it was about conflict morality identity and the boundaries of humanity. I didn't get a chance to see that in Woody, and we and what we did, we got way too late because there was that monologue dump at the end, which kind of explained, yeah. <laughs> like in five minutes. Okay, this is why we're here, but you know, I'd, I'd still like to understand also why you're building a wall. Uh, mm-hmm. What was the reason for that? That, that was never explained either. Yeah. But anyway, Woody, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, not the best casting there, I'm afraid. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like Woody Harrison too. I, I like the energy that he brings to any film in any role. Um, he's always quite committed to his role, and I think he does a good job most of the time when he's on screen. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, uh, like, for this character, it's just the character's so flat, one-dimensional, and pretty boring. And when they're having the battles at the end and then the monologue dump at the, at the end... Uh, I just don't care, you know? Whereas the previous one, I cared about every strand of the lines delivered by all the characters and I cared about the motivation on each side, you know? You understood the desperation from the humans and then you understood the protective nature and the protective force that the apes were going through. Those were really, really believable because they they took their time in developing those on screen. So whereas with this, it's like... Like you set yourself up for a war, and the beginning is is treading, I guess, like pretty efficiently in trying to get to that point of war. But then, by the time we even get to the war, it's such a small scale war. (laughs) Like it's not very big. Um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes like felt bigger, even though it was contained in that like small like small part of the city. But for some reason, the scale felt a lot bigger and and more. Um, more action-packed compared yes. to War of the Planet of the Apes, yeah. Yes, So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not sure if I really like this movie much. Um, but, you know, think- maybe when we go for the recap, it'll, it'll be able to unfold certain things that I'm uh, maybe questioning or sure. just be on the fence about. Um, yeah, but I do love the cinematography um cinematography shout out to michael saracen same cinematographer from the previous one he's a kiwi mm-hmm. by the way so nice little uh uh credit and salute to my fellow kiwi michael saracen um he's a great cinematographer um yeah michael g Kino music and then yeah oh, oh yeah i mean have to give massive credit to the visual effects team Weta digital um another big um another big moment of or like point of recognition for my country, New Zealand, Wedded Digital and Michael Saracen. So shout out to those guys. Um but yeah, other than that, like uh, I don't I have nothing much else to say. I don't I don't agree with the scores. You know, the 94% and the 84%. Mm. I don't agree with those. I think it sits somewhere between like 50 and 70, somewhere there. I'd probably be happy and comfortable to give it maybe a 71 or 72, but I don't think it's like a ninety because a ninety is like the the standard um, for High quality Apes films, which is in the form of the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm sitting at the moment.
0: Okay, I'm glad we're seeing sort of eye to eye on this because I, I thought I was going to let you down and um, by not talking it up as as good as what I was h- hoping <laughs> originally thought it was going to be. But going yeah. back to Woody. Um, I think his character carried a lot of responsibilities given the fact that there weren't any, very many humans in this movie at all. Right, yeah, and that's, that's true. what also got lost in there. His development was, well, there was none.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, yeah, but, and, and there's a bunch of, like, there's a lot of th- cool things I like in this movie. There's a lot of mm. scenes. There's a lot of moments that I do really like. Um, but I think what a good way to- Well, I I think a good way to identify them is if we go through the recap. Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready to go for the recap? Go right ahead. All right. So, we begin after the US military was called to fight off an increasingly intelligent and dangerous tribe of apes. The apes clan, led by the chimpanzee Caesar, are attacked in the woods by a rogue paramilitary faction known as Alpha Omega, led by a ruthless colonel. Alpha Omega also has in its service uh, apes they call Donkeys, who previously followed Coba, treacherous bonobo who led a failed coup against Caesar. During the attack, Alpha Omega militants are met by heavy ape resistance and several soldiers, including the Gorilla Red, are captured by the apes. Caesar arrives and orders the four human soldiers to be released with a message to the colonel that he did not start the war. And that he desires peace between the humans and apes. Caesar orders that Red is to be imprisoned for his crimes, but before he can be imprisoned, Red escapes, injuring an albino gorilla named Winter. Um, so, like similar to Dawn of the Planet of Apes, it has this um, pretty large opening scene. Again, it's in the forest. Um, and like so yeah, similar to Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, it's uh it's it's kind of like an action set piece. in um, Dawn it was them preparing to uh, hunt some deer. And there's like hundreds, hundreds of apes compared to the amount of deer I don't think I think the deer were outnumbered. Um, they were flying through the forest and that's a cool real, cool shot too. And in this one, the opening up with the gorillas, not of the gorillas, but all the apes inside the forest, too. Um, but this time it's like starting on that war tip. I actually, um, I'm so I was surprised that they were going to get into the war aspect that quick. Um, mm. But this movie does the same as the previous ones where there's a large time jump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a super large time jump. Do, do we know how, is it 15 years again or? Um, it's something pretty long. I remember them saying it in the beginning of the film.
0: It is because um, Caesar's son is fully grown in this as well. Like he's he's an, a young right. adult. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it to me also, I've, I've got to say that the movie actually felt as though, and the opening sequences and the way that it progressed, it had a 1950s western feel to it. Um, right in some yeah. of the images and the, and the framing so yeah um but i think you're about right with that 15 years yeah
1: yeah um and and like i said in the previous episodes in the previous reviews of these films um i always find it can be a little bit of an issue when you have to do these massive time jumps because you have all these questions about mm-hmm. um what were the characters doing during this part and how did the how did all the humans get wiped out um and I, I don't want an explanation of um, this fast montage that sweeps around the world that's only like two minutes <laughs> and, you know, with the simian flu, like infects everybody like it's some kind of zombie flu or something. Um, yes. And the massive time shots they did in the first one, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Um, and, yeah, I, I just don't understand what that choice is or that, that decision to pretty much sprint through the whole prequel story and not letting it breathe, giving it some time to really lay the groundwork before you get to Planet of the Apes. Because I'm assuming, you know, like I said before, I'm assuming that's the goal, we to get to Planet of the Apes. Um, but, you know, now there's a fourth film that doesn't look like it's – it's definitely not called Planet of the Apes. It's called Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. So it's like how many of these movies are, gonna, are they going to make? And if they end up making, let's say, like six films, you, you can't tell me in the six films that you have – You don't have enough time to flesh out all these areas where you've just jumped.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and let's hope there's no TV series out of this. Like, uh, I don't think I could handle that because that would just be watching a TV series, yeah, 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 no, no,
1: it'll be too much, be too much. But you know, it's I I wouldn't put it past them because people, you these studios are so greedy; they're always going to find ways to try and milk more money out of the audience.
0: Look, they tried that in the original uh, franchise from last century in the 70s. They converted it to a TV series, and it it just could not compete. Like, as a melodrama, um, it couldn't Mm. compete with, like, Welcome Back, Cotter and some of the other iconic uh, race comedies that were out at the time or um, uh, All in the Family. Uh, Yeah. Um, I think that, like, it was pulled after about eight, eight episodes, so... Yep. They need to do a lot of work on this because, I mean, how, how, how many more times can you revisit that sort of, like, conflict? I, mean, I know that yep. war always wins, okay, as far as, like, attracting an audience, but I think people would get sick of that. It, this would be just like um, The Walking Dead. Like, And I've got to say, The Walking Dead at this stage, I'm just hoping everybody dies out because I'm <laughs> kind of not that, that engaged with it anymore. I mean,
1: what's the, what's the prequel um series of the walking dead it's called like uh, fear the
0: walking dead fear the walking dead yeah oh, and then yeah. there's
1: another one as well that's yes. coming out i saw an advertisement for it yes. like set another paris? Or something.
0: Yep, set in paris yeah okay wild, like a dead man. horse
1: yeah yeah well you know they're gonna beat another dead horse with uh, the apes trilogy considering that they've already tried it in the 70s this kind of mm. gives me more reason to believe that they could try it again because tv series is just it's the thing now you know streaming Ooh. series and binging series it's, it's the thing to do
0: yeah true um, i don't think um it helped the tv series back then it had a, a miserable budget from what i know and it had you know the, the usual campy sort of scenes of like the flintstones uh scenery and backdrops and um Mm. they're all awkward sort of like laboratory settings that sort of thing you know it's like lazy staging kind of thing and that people it didn't engage people in that respect but um you can see okay if they kept the this movie this in the same way because the scenes in this movie were as slick as um like this Siberian tundra sort of like the winter episodes um, David Lean's uh, 1965 Doctor Zhivago book was great, Shall but Dr. the movie Shivago, was wait, incredible. Yeah, and um, uh, do you remember uh, 1963 The Great Escape? Okay, yeah, that course. sort yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. could do the. You, you can see elements borrowed in that as well. So th- mm. that could work. Like, yeah, it was sort of Stalag's sort of um, thirteen uh, elements as well. But that, that could that could yeah. possibly work. Yeah
1: hmm maybe let's not hold on but would have there, to so. rely on
0: cgi though um, really it's yeah. um heavily, heavily cgi'd so
1: yeah well that's the thing is like these films have such high quality cgi but i i don't think it would stop companies like netflix to be able to throw all the money at it right they they throw tens of hundreds of millions of dollars to these shows it's it's incredible and disney you know being the company that it is a lot of the disney plus shows have a ton of money that they throw at these productions so good on them i mean i I like the fact that you lift the quality of filmmaking and production value across to the tv universe i think that's kind of cool um but back to this film in the opening sequence um i do like how there's a um there's a bit more of a sense of control that the apes have in their own territory you know they battle with the humans and the humans Pretty much lose straight away, so it's kind of cool that you you learn that they've they've um, developed their I don't know what you call it, like you know sense of protective services for their own territory. I like that oh, we yes. learn that a bit more because you know they they kind of got trampled, not trampled on, but like um, they were a bit more vulnerable in the previous film. Whereas this one, it feels like they they got more experience and they know how to protect their their society a bit better, and also their powers of negotiation which is primarily coming from caesar mm-hmm. powers of negotiations is um it's a lot more human and so there is you're learning more of that human development within caesar which is pretty powerful and then the um the ape that is also captured that's on the side of humans what, what is that ape's name again red is it red
0: red yep
1: yeah um so the we learned that that apes is seemingly more intelligent dev- or developed more intelligently compared to the other apes because he can string sentences similar to
0: Caesar. Yes, yes.
1: I was kind of surprised by that. I was like, wow, um, he's almost talking the same as Caesar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Quite true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, I know I mentioned that like entire scenes progress without actually human actors, but mm. Andy Circus, he gets to really like flex his expressions in this. Oh and his, yeah. his presence dominates the screen so yeah. much, and he grimaces with the best of any old Hollywood actor. All right. Mm. Um, and we know mm. that this is pure digitized fiction, right? But
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I, I liked how his his character has developed in this third installment so nicely.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even even the visuals have developed uh, on the same kind of line of his character, which is pretty cool. The details um, in their faces, it's it's Im- yeah. It's
0: yeah, impossible it's, it's to it's see an anything me- else, actually. Yeah.
1: I know, right? It's it's pretty yeah. it's pretty mesmerizing. It's it's quite hypnotic when you are looking at these things. Um, there is a really cool trailer that they released with this film, where the trailer opens up with Andy Serkis, his yeah. face in the mocap. Um, costume awesome. and, he, and he's got all the dots on his face and it's oh, yeah. it opens with him doing his monologue and then it slowly morphs into the visual effects oh. it's a beautiful start of a trailer it's very cool maybe we should have watched that trailer oh, yeah, it's, that. yeah. <laughs> it's very cool it's very it's very very cool so well done and it, it almost it it really establishes that seamless visual effects quality um, sort of making it seamless to real life versus computer-generated effects. Um, yeah, pretty impressive. Soon after, hmm. Caesar... Oh, was there anything else you wanted to say about that That beginning intro? Because no, this is really okay, up to... Yeah, this is really up to the negotiation, and then they say goodbye to the humans, they send them off, hmm. and they're sort of wondering why you're going to let us alive, and then it's because I want you to send a message. Um, and then I, I think it's... um. Is it in this film or maybe in the previous film? I, I might be thinking about the previous one where uh, – no, it is the previous film. I was trying to say that uh, Caesar says, like, what if – um," or someone says to Caesar, what if they don't listen or something or what if they don't give the message? Mm. And then he says um, keeping them alive is the message or something. Is it this film or the previous film?
0: Uh, I think it's the previous film. Can't yeah, can't recall it off the top of my head. Sounds familiar, though, yeah. I think I was
1: just (laughs) thinking off the top of my head. Okay. So soon after Caesar's eldest son, blue eyes and his Lieutenant rocket returned from a journey to find a safe Haven for the apes. They reported that they reported what they found an oasis across a vast desert devoid of settlement, making it the perfect home for the clan winter still frightened from soldiers attack suggested to leave immediately but Caesar does not think they are prepared to leave so soon. Now we're coming into some meat of, uh, of the story here. This is titled as the death of blue eyes and Cornelia. Mm. So that night, a group of alpha Omega soldiers led by the Colonel infiltrates the apes, home behind a waterfall. And the Colonel kills blue eyes and Caesar's wife, Cornelia winter, cannot be found and luca a gorilla believes that winter has betrayed them out of fear leaving his younger son cornelius and the care of blue eyes's mate lake caesar departs to exact revenge on the colonel for the death of his family um before i get into the rest of this do you want me to just read the rest of this and then we get into talking about this particular scene or do you want to talk about, about the scene now no, go ahead okay He is accompanied by Maurice, an orangutan, and Caesar's advisor, Luca, and Rocket, while the other apes head for the desert. During their journey, the apes encounter encounter a soldier living in an abandoned village, and Caesar shoots him when he reaches for his rifle. Caesar, Maurice, Luca, and Rocket search the dead soldier's home. Maurice discovers the soldier's daughter, who is apparently unable to speak maurice befriends the girl giving her a, sma- a small rag doll and insists that they take her with them okay so, so we jumped we went from a really really big important scene of the of the film or important mm-hmm. part to the plot and we jumped pretty quickly into the next part which is finding the yes. girl that's abandoned and um well the girl becomes um an orphan pretty quick because the apes turn her into an orphan <laughs> um so but let's, let's talk about the scene where where they get attacked in the waterfall, they got this new home that's behind mm-hmm. a waterfall. Um they get attacked in the middle of the night by the Alpha Omega um soldiers. Um and everything is all panic, chaos and and there's some really, really heartbreaking things that happen to the family, primarily uh season's family. Uh mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on this scene?
0: Um quite nicely done. Um I and that was the the visual we had of uh, Woody Harrelson as well turning into face um, Caesar.
1: Yeah, um, I, I like that. I, I really yes. like that. Uh, like yes. sort of almost like villainous uh, um mm-hmm. Darth Vader entrance. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like uh, that, where you see his face like come through the waterfall. That's pretty cool.
0: One of his best scenes, and I thought that that strength was going to continue for him, and it did not even at the end and i've got stuff to say about that later as well so but um plot wise that was clever um uh look if if you can believe like a a death of an ape can make you cry this was pretty much it That, that that was um incredibly well presented i thought um yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. I, I think the death was well presented. I mean, it was just really, really good heavy lifting acting from from uh, Andy Serkis as well.
0: You you could feel Caesar's despair there, then, and later watching his, um, his his fellow apes being tortured. That despair, that first despair, was yeah. I, I really felt
1: yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. The des- the despair, the emotion and stuff is there um Mm -hmm. what what i was actually hoping though is that this scene um is going to mean more when it gets to the end of the film and they're going to sort of wrap around to this and so his moment of let's say his moment of redemption for his character and his um and his growth you know there's there's is a, I was hoping for a redemptive arc to his character. You know, he goes evil, yes, yes. and kind of doesn't turn evil, but then he has a moment where there is some kind of revenge or um, revenge is, is a pretty powerful word, but, and it's not like no. I'm trying to advocate for um, any immoralities here, but I'm trying to say that for his character, it would have been awesome to for him to go through that redemptive arc. So then the death of his family is so much more meaningful by the way by the time we get to the end, but there isn't really any of that when we get to the end. So I was just no, kind I, of hoping for that.
0: I had an expectation that Caesar was going to pursue revenge. Uh, and I thought yeah. that was going to build on it, but you know what? It it, it it When it did actually happen, it was presented with amazing restraint as well, which yeah. Yeah. again, we come we come back to the story about uh, the apes being more human um, and being more yeah. merciful than than the humans themselves.
1: That's right. It's that. It's that acknowledgement of the character is growing more and more like a human, which yes. is pretty cool. It's it's, it's what I, um, I guess, is what I it kind of expects uh, for the journey of the character. But um, um, I was, I, I think the reason why I would have wanted to have more of that, um, that. Throwback, not throwback, but <laughs> more of that coming back to him losing his his family because I think it, mm. that would have that emotional journey would have been more worth it for me as a viewer. Um, yes, and and I want because because I like the character so much. I'm wanting that paid off. I, I want that I want that um, emotional uh, connection to pay off eventually because the character is so cool and we love the character a lot. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing that I sort of had to yes. say about that. Um, the action's kind of cool. Like, there's, um, I mean, there's not much to say about the action. There's a lot of gunfire.
0: Um, <laughs> the ballistics. A lot of people die. <laughs> that, <laughs> we say
1: people, a lot of apes die.
0: <laughs> the big petrol tanker that just was waiting to blow up and yeah. Yeah, it did. Eventually it did, yeah. Um, it
1: did, yeah. Yeah. For a pretty self-contained action set piece, it was, uh, yeah, it was good. I think it delivered what it needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when we get to the, uh, ab- the abandoned village, um, Caesar shoots the guy. I can't remember. Why did Caesar shoot the guy again? Was it because he was being hostile? He must have been, right? I can't actually remember the scene properly.
0: The the mute guy?
1: Yeah. Well, the dad. The dad, the yeah, the yeah, father. Uh,
0: I mean, eventually it would lead to a, a, death, uh, a death anyway. Um, so it was kind of mm. like another act of mercy that he was going to do that and i think it was about um look the the actual infection was never really discussed a great deal either um that's right i'd like to have learned more about it which also links into the the ending as well but we'll talk about that later yeah yeah
1: um okay um a little bit on the girl though before we move on to the next section of the plot Mm -hmm. um Uh, I don't I don't know what it is. Like, is her acting bad? I think her acting is not that great, is it?
0: Well, she kind of just stood there, you know, teary, bug-eyed, like a lot of it, and uh, that, there wasn't a lot to act. I mean, she was just the cute uh, infantile element, which, uh, okay, yeah. well, look, I'll say it now. She was kind of like the conduit um, that delivered the ending for Woody Harrelson, which was something that yeah. wasn't apparent to me in the first movie, because, again it wasn't explained enough she delivered the doll now, and yeah. i kind of thought okay the the doll was the carrier like the the transmission <laughs> of infection i don't know but and that's what i thought yeah. her vehicle w- was about
1: yeah maybe the doll has like fomites you know fomites
0: is? uh-huh well mm. okay
1: i don't know but yeah, it's, it's always... It, this whole virus spreading stuff is, is a mystery, which... I mean, I can see why Matt Reeves doesn't want to focus too much on it because it might it might uh, pull down the main focus of the story a bit too much and it might mm-hmm. maybe bloat it, uh, which is fair enough. But I still kind of wonder. It's like, I, I think they could have found ways to explain the... Um, yeah, like how contagious the virus was to create more of a... Um, uh, I don't know, like a believable way for humans to contract the virus um, so we can, I don't know, feel that a bit more. I don't know. I agree,
0: but I, I, I missed something I in think. that. I miss, I missed that river. I, I don't know. I, There, there was something yeah. absent in that. It just wasn't, the story wasn't told near, anywhere near as good as what it should have been do- like. Yeah, really.
1: Yeah, for sure. Alright, on to the next part of the plot, Caesar's group, its t- sorry, this this is titled, Caesar's group meet Bad Ape in their travel. Along the way, Caesar's party encounters Winter in, in an or an Alpha Omega camp on the beach where he volunteered to become, quote, donkey, unquote, in return for sparing his life. He tells Caesar's group that the colonel has departed for a location referred to as the Border. Winter tries to call out to the Alpha Omega Soldiers to save him, but Caesar and the others held him down to keep him quiet, leading to Caesar inadvertently killing him. <laughs> when they're having this like rustle um mm. or this like kerfuffle inside the tent, I'm like, okay, come on guys, these guys are gorillas. No way these guys are that quiet. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, no way that like gorillas and apes are just performing ninja. Ninja uh, like assignments inside this tent. I
0: thought it was quite <laughs> infantile not that it just did, that didn't didn't work with me really. Yeah, no.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. It i like nothing wrong with the choreography. Nothing wrong with um yeah the action choreography. It's just mm. I didn't I didn't get it. Like uh, it's, it's it's more of a nitpick. I I don't want to pull this scene apart too much, but it it kind of me to the side a little bit i was like what how are they having this big rumble in the tent and and no one can hear them <laughs> yeah, I hear and like yeah. they're gorillas at the same time and you cannot tell me it's like no but they're developing as humans yeah but that, that that doesn't change their size it doesn't it doesn't automatically give them like the same density as a human being these guys are like <laughs> 10 times the height and the weight of human beings
0: <laughs> but they, they took the entire primal element right out of that scene you know, yeah. again, it was kind of, you know, you, what you're going to put someone you, your palm over a gorilla's mouth and he's that's going to sort of like muffle him. Come on, yeah,
1: I know, right? Mm. Bit odd, a little bit odd, but anyway, um, uh, where was I? Um, I lost where. Oh, well, no, I hear him. Caesar begins to worry that he is becoming like Cobra by killing apes, mm-hmm. and seeking revenge while following the soldiers to the border they discover some soldiers shot and left for dead their examination of a dying soldier reveals that he like the girl can't speak later and uh, later for the group meets wait i just totally skipped a line sorry later the group meets bad ape an evolved chimpanzee hermit who lived in the sierra zoo before the simian flu pandemic Bad Ape reveals that Omega, that Alpha Omega are encamped at the border and hesitantly agrees to lead them there. Is there any more you want to touch up on this particular scene?
0: No, because it gets us into the next scenes um, where, again, we, we go into uh, Caesar's despair and another Caesar. moment of um, acting, yeah
1: yeah yeah um i'm happy to move on to the next section if you want
0: go
1: ahead <laughs> all right caesar captured dun 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 when the group arrives at the border they see hundreds of apes held captive inside a former quarantine f- uh, facility while getting closer while getting a closer look luca is killed protecting caesar from an ao pe- uh, patrol angering caesar causing him to proceed alone. Caesar discovers the rest of his ape clan and has been captured and are being forced to build a wall with no food or water. He is captured by red. Later, the colonel reveals to Caesar that the simian flu virus has mutated and now causes human carriers who survived the original strain to, to devolve, becoming mute and regressing to a primal state. Caesar... Hey, oh wait! Like, I thought it just jumped in my head as well. Is sure. this also a bit of a um, acknowledgement to the first Planet of the Apes film, where um, what's his face? I keep forgetting his name. Cornelius,
0: the, the original. No, no, no. The, uh, the, the,
1: hero. the main. No, the the main human guy. I keep forgetting his name.
0: Oh, Taylor. Charlton Heston.
1: John. Yeah, John Heston. Uh, John H- John Heston. Or Anthony Francis. You know where he's mute in the first, yeah. One. Where
0: he's injured, yeah. That, that, okay, yes. Now I reckon yeah, that could be like okay. a bit of
1: a, uh, yeah, a bit the, of the like a license with thing. that.
0: Yeah, okay. I like, yeah I, yeah. I could see they could have borrowed that. Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, just as a way to like say, hey, um, you know, we just want to honor the previous film, but we're gonna give we're gonna give a reason for why there's why this is happening and this is a, a side effect to human regression from the flu.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, just a just a random thought. Oh, interesting <laughs> thought. But also there yeah. was still amongst them there was still the young um Cornelius and Cornelius was the um uh the original hero of the 70s franchise as well.
1: Yeah, true, true, true. Mm. I didn't watch the whole franchise, but I believe
0: you. <laughs> Thank you. It's <That's> appreciated.
1: <laughs> um So Caesar deduces that Colonel is barricading himself in the facility to fend off remnants of the U.S. Army from the North who are coming to execute him because he favors killing any infected humans, uh, including his own son, to stop the spread of the virus and killed anyone who opposed his methods, including his superiors. Mm -hmm. Caesar is commended by the Colonel for his intelligence, and the Colonel explains that he is fighting a holy war for the survival of humankind Mm. so like you know like what i said before at the start of this recap or sorry in my review um i guess this is the only motivation he has but i I just don't think it's good enough (laughs) Maybe if you give me a little bit of time to think about why isn't good off because because I just don't really connect to it and I just don't care so much for his uh, antagon- uh antagonist
0: <laughs> <laughs> um
1: what am I trying to say Antagonism? Yeah, antagonist
0: Antagonism?
1: Yeah, yeah yeah and, and yeah I, I just don't care for his like antagonist like uh yeah um sentiments I, I don't know what do you think <laughs> yeah
0: have you thought um, more about this uh look, okay, we know he's a, a sociopath, if not a psychopath, okay? And he's on a holy wall. You know, we, that, crazies sometimes like to make that connection, to, to tell them God spoke to them, and uh, I, I appreciate that. But we never really truly uh, were told he needed cheap labor to build uh, a border wall. And I don't know what the border wall was about. Was he trying to start his own like new uh territory or was it to keep the mute humans out was it to keep the apes out that was never really it was kind of like never mind why let's just continue on but they're building a wall it's a little bit trumpish sort of thing too (laughs) like in a way because they're trying to to reduce their costs
1: right you know yeah they're trying to reduce cheap cheap labor um big inflation during this time (laughs)
0: <laughs> completely it. <yeah.
1: laughs> um, but yeah, I but mean I, it's it's not n- necessarily like um, um yeah, I mean like this wall thing and this whole facility or faction, what do you want to call it, where they're keeping people and it's it's trying to it's probably trying to be that next bridge to what a brighter society for human beings mm-hmm. is going to be, you know. So it's it's temporal. Um, sure. but where does the war lead to? I have no idea. Cuz I bet- don't even think that's going to be in the fourth one
0: <laughs> i'm i'm hoping not cuz that yeah that would be awkward but i look i'm guessing that they had to set up the story at this point to make the apes vulnerable again and they are treated like slaves i mean of course okay they're building Pretty the border wall yeah. and they they very much the, the status is feeling unambiguous from the get go okay mm-hmm. the movie wants you to feel the weight of the slavery and there was a couple of, like, um, moments there that uh, that I had two other movies that came to me in the beating and the whipping scene. And this is pretty audacious when it comes to this, to, to kind of, like, wedge this element. But they really wanted you, the pity element, to come right into it. Do you remember Michael Fassbender, 12 Years a Slave, in the whipping scene? Um, yeah. With the, yeah. The, and that was just horrifying and we we had the same happening here in this movie there was also um i mean that was 2013 but there was also denzel washington um in uh, the movie glory same thing and that was an oscar winning performance and you felt every lash and i think that's what they were trying to incorporate here so that you actually had we just shifted away from these vulnerable humans to, to hate them again now um, Thanks to the Colonel, uh, the Woody Harrison character. So, yeah, um, I don't know why Reeves really yeah. did that. It was kind of deliberate, but I thought it was okay, all right. Um, I, you know, I'll wear that, but anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, you, you know, like, come to think of, you know, like, I have a bit of a problem with some of these titles for the films. This movie probably should have been called, like,. Um, concentration camp of the planet of the apes yeah oh <laughs> yes. a bit of fitting for it, you yes. know, because the film doesn't like it's 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 anything but a war film uh i i don't know like i think the um yeah just just doesn't make any doesn't really make any sense okay. okay
0: look if you if can i just com- compare this as a trilogy to batman okay the trilogy <laughs> we, we had about the uh,
1: nolan trilogy uh ex- I guess that's yeah the trilogy exactly right.
0: <laughs> and they were set up brilliantly you know we, we we had the character development of batman all the way through this didn't have the same impact and i, I actually just watched um batman and uh only last week again and, and i really loved it even even more so this wow time. you watched it again because oh, yeah i man. did because I, I just i kind of thought i i needed to sort of like feel what that gave me in comparison to what this trilogy was, but there you was see, so I much do the same happening. Thing, right? Batman, right?
1: I do the same thing. I I, I call it um, palette cleansing, film palette cleansing.
0: Okay, explain. You know what I
1: mean? Because when you when when you when you go through a season of watching bad film, or if if you just need a reminder, if you need a reminder of. What is great film? What is great good storytelling? You look at the greats. You look at some of the greatest films that inspire you, right?
0: Uh, okay. Yep. <laughs> and and Batman was great in comparison. Yeah, Batman is, Batman and, is that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Uh, okay, I'll talk about it here. Frankly, in this movie, not much actually happened. When you look, it, there wasn't a lot that happened. River, I.
1: Mm.
0: If you ask me what the best moments were, okay, the close-up view of um, Three Apes filling that massive screen and where you couldn't see anything else, that was brilliant. That was great. I love that. Yeah, Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, this like when you say that, uh, I want to mention there's some significant like shots in here. Some of the best shots in the whole franchise. Um, sure. One of my favorite ones is when Caesar's walking into like just after they capture the humans in the beginning. Um, Caesar's with his his uh, bodyguard. Let's say <laughs> just behind him. There's This nice, like focus pull on Caesar's face. It's sort of like um, it's a close up, but not an extreme close up. So like head, like from shoulders to the head. Yes. Um, and slowly moving backwards, and and then it gets into where they are, where they're holding the humans captive. That's such a nice shot. Like, there's so many of those types of shots. Mm. Um, it's beautiful, that's and I just, like, you know. Um, and, and there's there's a lot of these types of shots, like, littered throughout the film. And even in the third act, like, the final, like, the big finale, that's a little bit underwhelming. There's some cool shots in here, some really, really cool worth of shots.
0: There is, but when you said, um, like they should have named it, uh, Concentration Camp of the Planet of the Apes, really, this could have also been called a subversion of the Planet, planet of the Apes. Um, right, yeah. And it was only one character that we got to this. It wasn't about all of humanity. That element was also missing. I would have liked to have seen what, what kind of happened. Look, as as a trilogy, very satisfying ending to it very well done yeah. Yeah. Mm. and we'll talk about the ending later
1: yeah um, so we're at this part of the story where while Caesar is tortured with starvation the mute girl whom Maurice names Nova sneaks into the facility to give Caesar her rag doll, given to her by Maurice food and water to prevent her from being discovered Rocket allows himself to be captured by as a diversion The next day, the colonel comes to see if Caesar is still alive, discovers the doll, and asks both Caesar and Preacher how the doll got inside the cell. The colonel decides to take the doll. Together, Caesar and Rocket are able to work out a means of escape via an underground tunnel that leads out of the facility. Maurice and Bad Ape use the tunnel to rescue the apes, and Caesar orders the others to escape while he goes to confront the colonel. As the facility comes under attack by the Northern Army, I was gonna say North Korea. <laughs> For some reason, like I just immediately thought Northern Korea. Uh, well, that's actually not too far from it.
0: <laughs> Real life comparisons, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Caesar reaches the Colonel's office and grabs his gun. As Caesar is about to kill the Colonel, he realizes that the Colonel cannot speak and spots Nova's ragdoll on the ground surmising he has fallen victim to the virus that he feared. As the colonel pleads with him to pull the trigger through the gestures, Caesar puts down his gun and leaves the colonel to his fate, who then grabs the gun and kills himself. The, you know what was weird? When I rewatched mm. this, I had no idea what was going on at this point. I was like, wait, what? What? what's happened? Because I, I just missed the beat. I missed the, the ragdoll thing.
0: I totally missed okay, you it. you too. And like, what? Right, exactly, I exactly. I, 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 I never, I never I saw make, it like that. <laughs> I didn't make, make the connection. correlation the first time. I thought, okay, doll, cute. What? I, and yeah. I thought, okay, memories, thinking about humanity. Because I remember, okay, the little girl, all right, apart from the yeah. fact that she just walks into a concentration camp, I thought that was a bit awkward because it should have been a little bit more difficult to do. Now, All actually, right. her, her name, um, Nova, was actually Charlton Heston's uh, date, I guess, in the first franchise back in the 70s. No that way, was really? Character. Yeah, Nova, I yeah. guess uh,
1: a lot of this happens in these movies where there's a lot of um, like callbacks yes. to characters in previous films.
0: Very much so. And there was the, the discovery of a doll in the um, caves uh, in the 1970s first epic movie mm. and i i th- actually thought that the doll was meant to be a representation of that moment as well like that right. humanity but then i thought maybe it was like the you know that um covert uh plutonium pellet sort of thing that uh you know russian spies used, like carried the virus in and i thought maybe that's what they were trying to allude to and i, I oh, didn't get okay, it yeah. i kind yeah. of yeah like it was carrying the virus but maybe it did but don't forget this happened um, at the, you know, at the moment after Woody Harrelson's total character development after, which was shoehorned into the scene where he decides to bring Caesar into the office <laughs> and spill his guts to him, seemingly yeah. for no reason, right? He didn't have to explain why he was doing this. But then we realised, okay, the guy, the guy also had a bit of a hard time, you know, with his family yeah. being, you know, killed and whatever. And we saw that with the, examining the photo and whatever, but even that sure. wasn't enough to convince me. Um, and again, uh, yeah, Woody was not convincing, and in, 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 up until that moment, there. So, yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's all it's all really smashed, and like in that monologue, um, and the interaction with Caesar, and it 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 just kind of falls flat. Like it just kind of it doesn't work mm-hmm. because there isn't enough legwork to put into developing that character. Um,
0: oh God, you know what because, else didn't like,
1: work? Yeah, go the, ahead. La-
0: the absolute lackluster death of harrelson it should that oh, should know, have been right? way better Way like, better. wow
1: that was such a waste of the character even Wasn't though the it? character was like pretty underdeveloped but it was such a waste
0: it should have been epic like, like a grand yeah, that, finale that, that, sort should of have like been different
1: i'm not sure what the what the decision that matt reeves was <sighs> thinking like i'll be interested to interview matt reeves one day and, and ask him why did you decide to kill the character at that point and for like at that mu- like th- that's a very critical part of the story <laughs> where and the world's about is, to break
0: out is it hollywood timing or something or is that what they they did to him because i mean okay maybe it it, it, it paces the plot a little bit it kind of gets things moving much the same as the convenient avalanche okay that was mm. kind of a bit random i didn't know why they had to yeah. like bring the avalanche scene in that seemed a little bit contrived, um, and, you know. Contrived yeah. was also tunnels underneath the um, the concentration camp. Uh, that was never actually explained either. The, the tunnels that didn't really make yeah. much sense.
1: Mm. Yeah, mm. it was a convenient so, uh, passage to move characters around. I suppose. Really,
0: <laughs> quite true. But looking at Woody Harrelson's um, character, ultimately very weak, really weak. Now that I'm looking at it, um, yeah that um, exposition yeah. uh, monologue was yeah and and the way that he died yep anyway it was
1: a bit sad like it was like you know two th- two things that, that was really bizarre and jarring for me was one I, d- I didn't even know that he got contracted with the virus because of the doll I just completely missed it and then two he kind of crawled into the cave not into the cave like you know figuratively speaking he crawled into his own cave and just mm-hmm. was rendered inert for the rest of the movie and kills himself yes. I'm like, what? <laughs> like the the monologue and the interaction with him with him and Caesar um meant nothing. It's kind of like I didn't care and like I don't think Caesar's character should even care either. And why would why would Woody Harrison's character care about saying that anyway? <laughs> if he's like why does he have to justify himself to Caesar? Like that was kind of unexplained. One could probably assume that well, it's because he's trying to treat Caesar like a human, but there's nothing in the movie that indicates that he wants to treat people normally, right? He just seems uh, like yeah. this 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 guy who's out there on a rampage, on revenge cycle, who's not going to justify his actions. So why would he do that at the end?
0: Don't know. Um, that yeah. Look, I, 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 there was too much to take in in that. Um, that monologue dump at the time. And I still didn't feel sorry for Woody in that moment The you know, oh, look, it was just disappointing. Uh, mm. Yeah. I, I can't say too much about like comment because once he, his character was like after, after that monologue, like his character was like over, there was no use yeah. further for him like to, to go. Yeah. So he was just provided like a, a way out, which was a pistol
1: yep yep and exactly he, he
0: was a painfully weak weak um character at the end i, I he didn't deserve yeah. that anyway
1: I don't, yeah i don't think he, he deserved it was like character assassination literally oh mm. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah yeah and then He's we went into the ballistic 30. scene
0: at the end to to bring the um the actual pace up again yep that's right yeah
1: um so we'll move into coming into the last parts of this plot during the battle between alpha omega and the northern army North Korea, <laughs> the escaping apes come under fire from Alpha Omega. Caesar attempts to attack Alpha Omega from behind, but is shot with a crossbow by Preacher, one of the Alpha Omega militants he had previously set free. Red saves Caesar's, uh, Caesar's life by killing Preacher with a grenade launcher, but is executed by an Alpha Omega superior as a as, as result. Caesar blows up, The facility's fuel supplies, causing a cascading explosion, wiping out Alpha Omega and allowing the Northern Army to win the battle. However, the explosion triggers an avalanche, (laughs) burying the base Uh, and the army. Caesar and the apes with Nova survive by climbing nearby trees. Coming into this last part, titled as Caesar Dies While Knowing the Apes Will Live Free. The remaining apes and Nova resumed their journey across the desert and finally reached the oasis. While the, apes, while the other apes joyously celebrate their new home, Maurice discovers Caesar's wound. Maurice then speaks, telling Caesar that Cornelius will know what his father believed in, and did not and sorry, and did to protect the apes. Caesar slowly and silently succumbed to his wound and and Maurice mourned his passing, watching over the other apes. And that is the end of the plot for War of the Planet of the Apes.
0: Let this out. Caesar's death was pointless. I, 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 didn't, yeah. I did not like that either. <laughs> it was... Okay, Woody like, was one thing, yeah. but Caesar's death was pointless. So that, no. Two pointless
1: deaths. Two pointless deaths, yep. and Caesar's arguably the... Not arguably, is the most important character to this whole franchise.
0: Completely. He was the Moses character, character yeah. the Christ character, and it should have been better.
1: It should have been so much better. And it didn't. Um, and it was... Yeah... Like, you know, with everything that had C gone through, you know, with the first film, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, exceptional, awesome development for the character. I was waiting for, I was wanting this film to be the magnum opus for the ending of his arc and his arc yes. to come into completion. Albeit that the arc isn't perfect because the first film doesn't quite, like, nail it for an introduction to his character, but. You can still give him a great ending and a great finish to his arc, and it's just kind of—it's done in a way that um, it's like it's—it's it's not very momentous and it's not really like impactful. <laughs> he has a wound because it was like collateral damage or something, and
0: it—it it <sighs> had th- this was the moment where Woody and Caesar. Needed to end things and their lives, mm. basically. It should have been a Darth Vader Luke Skywalker moment, an epic sure, yeah. like, and it sort of like Staush, and it didn't. Both of the characters yeah. didn't deserve that.
1: You, you, you know, you know what I was thinking too while we're going through this recap. I was thinking that what what could have been like the the heart and the center of this story would have been. Focusing on the relationship between him and his son.
0: Uh, right? This, like yes. this
1: movie could have just been focused on that. And then the son goes through loss. Um and you and the son's the son experiences significant loss, and we feel that because we're going on that same journey for them together. Right. And then we get and, and they can do all the war stuff, they can do all the action set pieces stuff. You can still have Woody Harrison in there, still have all those things, but the focal point is um Caesar developing this really strong bond and relationship with his son and maybe even showing him being a father, right? Because the thing that this franchise misses out on is him being a father. <laughs> like, yeah. it's all focused on him being the leader. And I know that's important, but I think this this movie, this, this whole franchise for that matter, would have benefited from really deep emotional gravitas if they had focused on those central things that, us as humans, as viewers would really connect to, which is those relationships. Mm -hmm. I think like the franchise would have been that much better, right? Like you, you wouldn't change anything other than focusing strongly on those relationships. So you can still be a leader, still lead the apes. And, um, that, emotional pull and that, that gravity that we feel is because there's loss that happens with the family and then and then those other losses at the beginning of this film would mean more and then the death was of Caesar at the end is probably a lot more. You know, all these things, right? Am I crazy for thinking that?
0: <laughs> no, no. I Look, I'm not sure if th- this movie was just depressing or if, you know, the, 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 the letdown of the characters is the depressing part. But you're right, Caesar was... A very very solo and singular actor um yeah. he he didn't he, he only had like advisors but there was no depth of character when it came to developing again if, if this was a comparison about apes and humans and how the apes were more human i would have expected like a reasonably um adequate dive into him in the paternal aspect yeah yeah and i'm not saying you know 50s sitcom uh uh, you know house husband or whatever it the and considering this movie was so much more um uh dramatic and cerebral in its content it should have been a little bit more intelligent as well in that yeah in it, it, its development what yeah shame. Yeah. do we actually start out liking this movie I'm not sure now really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, you know, but this is this is
1: the power, oh ladies God. and gentlemen, you know, listeners That's from like all around pizza. the world, this is the power of this podcast, is that we go through this awesome thing known as a recap, which oh is when we walk through the story, we really pull the strands, and it keeps us honest as reviewers and as true movie lovers. It keeps us honest. Um so- but, yeah, no, we did. This no, in the we first did movie start well. off this review by liking it, but it sounds like we've said more negative things than anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you ever see the, the Muppets? Do you remember the Muppets on TV? The two old guys in the um, in the theatre, the balcony, and they start off positive and they <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, yeah, the contrarian. Exactly. That's exactly how yeah. I'm feeling at this point. Yeah, a bit of a yeah, we're pretty, pretty much, much that. okay. But I'll st- look, I'll still say satisfying ending to the trilogy, and that was that was great i'm glad it's over yeah
1: it's not like it's a ter- like you know i want to get i want to get this straight it's like it's not like i'm saying this is terrible like this is it's just um it's it struggled a little bit i think you know it struggled a little bit with um getting things getting things a little bit more coherent to the characters and where they would p- presumably end up and how much connection we would have to those characters so it, it just kind of falls a little bit short on that you know? Yeah,
0: I think, and, and and largely, it's based around the ha- the Woody Harrelson character as well. If that had been developed the way that we would have liked it, I think it would have been carried a lot better, and we would have had uh, a satisfying conclusion to both the characters if they spent some time looking at them, uh, yeah, from a from a an eager audience's perspective. Because um, I was devouring that to start with, those the grimaces, the the looks, and and the intention of the Woody Har- Harrelson character at the start when we, we first were introduced to him, and knowing that he was mirroring Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now in the first movies, I, mm. I you know it, it it got my attention straight away. But you know, I
1: really need to watch that actually. Because um, I, I saw it once, but I was I was so young mm. when I
0: saw it. Yeah. Martin
1: Sheen um, in in the oh, movie. Oh, well. yeah, yeah, wow. Oh, that's a that's a blast from the past, Martin Sheen. Yes, very talented absolutely. guy. I can't really say the same for his son, to be honest. Like, I think Martin Sheen's awesome, but I think his son is okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what I do think you he think? Disowned him? Um, oh, no, okay, with what? Pharmaceuticals? Yeah, I absolutely. Don't know.
1: <laughs> 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 um. Uh, Two and a Half... What's it called? Two and a Half Men. He did well with that, didn't he? (laughs) Um, And Hot Shots. You you, you can't can't forget Hot Shots. That was pretty funny.
0: Quite true. Okay, okay. I mean, I don't know if it's pretty... pretty I mean, it was funny
1: back in the day. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so I don't know if it holds up again.
0: Yeah, it would. I still like silly humour, so... (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, well, you know that that was um that was our review and recap for War of the Planet of the Apes. Let's um come up with some consensus here. Um, well, consensus, not really. Let's. Uh, what is your conclusion for this, and what is your out of ten review?
0: Alrighty, brilliant technical movie. Um, I adored the fact that uh, like the technical aspect was was so wonderfully developed in this and i actually as i mentioned before um i actually i wanted to cry with with a a digitized ape it was it was done so so damn well um yeah but for all the things that we talked about i'm i'm gonna have to like scale back my rating and i feel pretty bad about this um to me it was a tv movie without doubt i I don't think it um i would have it, knowing the results, I would have preferred to have seen it at home on a large screen TV than going to a cinema. Uh, um, yep, yeah, not much happened in the movie at the end of it, boiling it down. So, you, you know what? I'm. You want my score? Got to give this a six, unfortunately.
1: Ooh.
0: It's not great. Not for me. It's not great.
1: It's not great.
0: Well, I, it's, yeah. I, I, it's, I was hey, it's better than five. It's better yep. than five. Yep. Okay. And for you?
1: Well, for me, um, I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm probably going to give it a six as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. True sense of finality in, in in every aspect, so good.
1: Yeah. Look, six out of ten, and um, um,
0: like... I'll look forward to the next one.
1: Yeah. You, you, know, you know what it is? It's, um, you were saying, you know, this is more like a TV movie. This, this is like episode this is like the filler episode of a TV series of a good TV series. Mm -hmm. This is like episode five out of Mm -hmm. like 10 episodes. You know what I mean? There's like, you always have two episodes in between of a long series that it's pretty good. Um, But this one feels like an episode four or five, like a filler. (laughs) Um, So yeah, Yeah. I I think six out of 10 is, is a fair, fair, um, fair score. I think, what did you guys think? Listener, listener from wherever you are in the world, um statistically speaking it's mostly australia and uh united states but um yeah we're, we're interested to what you um, what your thoughts on this if you have any deeper dive thoughts on um did we miss out something are we wrong why, why are we wrong are we right why are we right because <laughs> we're never wrong no that's not true um and um yeah hit us up in the comments hit us up um, in the DMs on Instagram, you can find all our handles in the description of this episode. Um, continue to hit the notification button, not continue to hit the just hit the notification button. If you haven't already, quote unquote, subscribe, it's not really a subscription, but you know what I mean. Um, hit that button, so you, you know when the next episode drops. We do these episodes weekly, uh, weekly deep dive reviews and recaps on movies. Um, and the next big movie that we're going to be doing in the lineup, this is a request, uh, from I, I cannot remember the person's <laughs> name, sorry, but I will remember when we do the episode. but you know there was a request to do um a Star Wars film, or let's just say, a Star Wars story, Rogue One. And so we're gonna be doing that very, very soon. And I think Rick is gonna join us for that, aren't you, Rick?
0: I'll try my best. Thank you <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: and Jimmy, you heard it you heard it here, folks. He's gonna do it.
0: And I promise you I like this one, all right?
1: Because you know I do. So. <laughs> Rogue One is freaking amazing, and I am so excited yeah. to rewatch it for this podcast review. Um, I'm so excited to rewatch it. Um, I I I just came across like, um, uh, what was it like? Someone's review recently, like uh, I think they just saw Rogue One, and I didn't listen to the whole review. The whole review was like ten minutes. I think I listened to about two minutes of it. And you know I was resonating with everything that person was saying. and I was like, man, this guy, he knows what he's talking about. And, and yes, 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 I cannot wait to watch that glorious um, movie again. Greatest Star Wars movie ever made. Take it to the bank. So um, any last words, Rick, before we say goodbye no, to you. Thanks for giving me a chance
0: to um, revisit these movies again. It was a pleasure. There we go. There we go.
1: You're welcome. And it's a pleasure, as always, to have you on the podcast. And we will see you again <coughs> for Rogue One. <coughs> um, we'll see you again on the podcast. And to uh, those of you who are listening, thank you again for joining in on the Logical Podcast. And we will see you. Not see you. I always keep saying see you. You can't see us. <laughs> and we will hear you. No, that doesn't actually make sense either. <laughs> we will see you again in the next podcast. Bye, everybody.